I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey everyone, welcome back to my Millennial Answers, the summertime bonus edition. Uh, If you're out there having a bit of a break over this holiday season and you listen pretty currently, we hope you're out there getting inspired, getting encouraged. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast uh, and we just value our community and we do need uh, financial support to keep the lights on, you can go to sortyourmoneyout.com. There's a shop there. You can download a heap of resources and really just get behind what we're doing. We're going to mix it up in 2021 and it should be a great year. So, there's a question here from Johnny. I'm a mathematics teacher in a high school. What are the crucial money schools that I should be teaching? John. Passion of mine, this one. Um, I went to university and studied teaching. Was a teacher for a little while. And I didn't get taught how to teach money in schools. Mm. Um, I I do talk to a lot of school teachers and students um, about this and I think it's a really good question but it's also a concern and no disrespect to you Johnny and I was the same, we should be taught, our teachers should know this to be able to teach our students, our futures of tomorrow but more importantly our parents should be teaching us as well and not having money as a dirty conversation. So... I would, he said his high school, I get that, but I'd be starting at the basics of um, spending, earning, giving and saving and then going to the concepts of, right, what is money? How do we transact in a retail world? Uh, what do the banks do? How do, we, how do we lend money? How does interest work? Uh, compound interest, how does leveraging work? Uh, and then go into more advanced stuff like um the home loans and in investing in assets that are going to, I suppose, leverage our money for future wealth. Yeah. And I, I would say probably, Johnny, like, and any, okay, real talk, if you're out there and you're a secondary high school teacher and you are listening right now, send us a message, uh, go to the My Millennial Money website and reach out and send me a message because I might be able to post you and there's going to be some goodwill in here. I've got a heap of Glenn James spending plan gift vouchers uh, in hard print. I I might be able to post you a handful that you can give to your class or your students or something like that. Like they're valued at $69, mm. but I want to, we're about to reshoot the Glenn James spending plan in January. So, refresh all the content. So, yes, as a student, they might not be earning yet, but at least they'll be able to watch some concepts. Mm. And before we hit record today, we actually asked Nate this question. He just remembers compound interest, which is awesome. But compound interest to me doesn't help you when you don't have the habits and the behaviors to manage your money. So, I'd be going 101, 
different bank accounts, have your pay into here, have a different account for spending, have a different account for your bills. Just do some basic concepts about behavior with money. I don't want you as a teacher to teach the crap like, oh, buy interest free. Uh, it's interest only. You can have better use of the money in your own name uh, and then you can just pay it off interest free. Millionaire and I always use interest free. It's other people's money. Don't teach any of that crap. Tell people, teach. If you don't have the money, don't buy it. Yeah. And I think I was actually talking to a university lecturer from Melbourne uh, two weeks ago about this. And he specialised in financial literacy at university. And we were he was alluding to the fact that until someone is actually – or the, the interest they gain in the product is a byproduct of them actually doing it. So he gave the example of once someone starts earning money, now it's relevant to them. Whereas we need to teach the concept of – you will be earning money at some stage. So get your ducks in a row first before you start because it can be too late by the time you start earning it if you've uh, got some bad habits in your life or generational. Yeah, so the crucial money skills, I totally reckon, yeah, sure, teach compound interest, but I can guarantee you the best time of the best amount of compound interest is the amount of money you can put in that bank account, mm. which means you've got to control your own behaviours and spending structures and your yeah. spending plans and all that stuff. Totally. John, do you want to go to Payton's question? Payton's got a great question. We've moved from a house and we we had built in a rural area to the coast. We are renting the house for positive returns, but I'm worried about a potential decrease in value due to lack of water and industry. Should we sell or continue renting it? So, do you want to start or do you want me to? Oh, it sounds like they've... Um Sounds like the property's got to be sold, to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, like, there's no no town water and industry. Like, we're no. not near freaking Newcastle. And growing up in these type of areas, I know exactly where the concern's coming from. Sure. Well, right? you answer it. But I would actually look at what's happening in the area first because first and foremost, what is the appetite for... Um, price growth in the area. What's the appetite for vacancy? Are the vacancy rates high? Because usually in rural areas, the vacancy rates are, are quite low. So getting a tenant is normally not an issue. I grew up in a town, a lot of people know, as a, t a population of about 400 people. Now, my brother still lives there. And in the last 10 years, his home has gone up about 80 to 100,000 in an area where the population is decreasing by the day. So just don't think that um, the the industry or the lack of industry and weather concerns are actually going to impact you greatly so that you have to sell it. Now, if you have to sell it because you want to do something else with your money, different, um, different concern. But if it's not costing you money to hold, uh, the vacancy rates are low in the region, um, you're not going to pull massive amounts of money out or need it to go to the coast, then I'd be actually leaning towards holding on to it, Payton. Yeah, and I read lack of water as in no town water and we're off the grid-ish. Yeah, I'm reading water as coming out of the sky. Right, okay. Uh, but, it, but it's like anything. So this question aside, John, if you've got a property yep. that you're moving out of, you've actually got to do an assessment 
of would I buy an investment property in this area right now? And if the answer is yes, you know you've probably got a lesser cost base anyway, so it's probably a banger to hold if it can recoup costs. Mm. I, I'd be interested for Payton, if Payton's listening, to reach out to me and I'll um, have a quick chat because okay. I'm... I love this country can you, stuff. Can you record it and at least produce My Millennial Property Podcast content? Yes, correct. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Really short one today. Hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Uh, but yeah, school teachers, you're doing an awesome job. Mm. Uh, but focus on the habit. And yeah, we'll leave it there. We will. Bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 